0: Rafe shot the sheriff. Be careful, okay? I have polio, bro. I can't walk. These kids are 16. It's Outer Banks.
1: Welcome to The Center Cut. I'm Dave. And I am Michael. And we are here today to talk about Outer Banks. Netflix, killing it. Hello, this is Dave. And Michael. From the future. Just wanted to step in here to let you know that our audio quality goes to shit towards the end of this episode. It's mostly mine, I'm sorry. We're assuming it's because we were talking about young teenage boys. And girls. And he just got really excited. This is not normally how we do things around here, but we just wanted to step in here and let you know that that audio quality wasn't going to be quite as good this episode, but we
0: promise it will be better in the future. I'm sorry. Back to the regular episode. Hot off the presses here just came out last week. And as of right now, it's number two in the U.S. on Netflix, so that's pretty cool. Just behind. There- too hot to handle. This is our second TV season. So it's going to be interesting. Usually we do movies, but we're ready to go here. And if you're checking this out for the first time, we have a backlog of episodes, many different movies, and we did The Witcher once. So check it out. Don't be afraid. There's a lot to talk about. Many things happened. Yeah. So what we did is we watched the first episode and the last episode of Outer Banks. And we're going to recap little bit the first episode recap the end and then we have a boatload of questions to get us through what happened in the middle
1: so many you like the beach Dave
0: oh god I love the beach getting the sand all up in your groin area so mm. not not me I've been chubby most of my life so the beach really isn't my jam there are really only three reasons in my mind to go to the beach ice cream seafood and the arcade I mean the water's cool too but sand seagulls and people nope rather die now, if I looked as chiseled as these walking Abercrombie mannequins, I'd probably be flaunting that shit like it was my job, too. So, I get it.
1: See, I'm a frisbee boy. So, any opportunity I get to play
0: frisbee, and a lot of frisbeeing happens at the, the beach. It's a fair point. That is a fair point. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess before we dive in, Dave, did what did you think about this? So, I uh, didn't mind this show uh, for being an
1: action mystery adventure teen drama. It uh, it wasn't too bad. I... um. I think I might
0: go back and watch the rest. With my wife. I might I might too. I, I I wanted so bad to hate it like I went in thinking that this is going to mm-hmm. be horrible. But it re- it really wasn't bad. It really wasn't bad for what it is. I I'm kind of mad at myself for for not hating it.
1: Yeah, plus I got a rotten tomato score of 69, so what are you going to do?
0: Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so if we haven't mentioned it already, this uh, this show came out on April 15th. And it stars a number of people. The four that I figured we should focus on are are the Pogues, and we'll get into that later. And we have Chase Stokes playing John B. Madison Bailey playing Kiara, or Key. We have Jonathan Davis playing Pope. Did you notice that there's two S's at the end of Davis? I did. (laughs) That's craziness. And we have Rudy Pankow playing JJ.
0: Yeah, mostly unknowns. I mean, they've done some some smaller things here and there, but um, a pretty under-the-radar cast.
1: Yeah, but loads of characters to talk about, loads of plot to talk about, and tons of questions to talk about. So why don't you take us in, Mike? Diver down.
0: First episode, titled Pilot, and there's a lot to unpack from the jump. So essentially, there are two crews. The Pogues, who we follow, lovable, PBR-drinking, salt-of-the-earth, getting-shit-done common folk. And then there's the Kooks, Rich shit eaten douchebags. My people. It's your typical Capulet and Montague trope, minus the teen suicide and Shakespearean verbosity. No, uh, we don't know that. That's true. We don't know that. None of the people we see commit suicide. Truth. Now, pogues is short for pogies, uh, also known as silver manhaden fish, which are basically just like the trash fish used for bait, but they're super important to the ecosystem. And kooks is a... Banned from the late 2000s. No, they that's a surfer term for basically like a pink hat. You know, someone who has a fancy surfboard, expensive shorts, but they don't actually surf. They're just a wannabe. It's like when you see a college kid wearing sweatpants and Timberlands. Like, get your work boots out of here. You're just going to go smoke a joint and play with yourself to an Ariana Grande music video. You mean you don't like a perfectly clean, fresh pair of Tims? Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> We got the lay of the land while Left Hand Free by Alt-J plays. Now, our crew consists of John B., JJ, Pope, and Kiara. John B.'s dad disappeared at sea nine months ago, and now he lives in his uncle's house, unsupervised and free to succumb to debauchery with his hoodrat friends.
1: Hold on, I think it's just his dad's house. So
0: it's his dad's house, but his uncle is... Was
1: staying with him to, to keep an okay. eye on him kind of thing. I thought, okay. maybe I'm wrong.
0: No, that's fair. It's wild that this 27-year-old man is playing a 17-year-old. Holy cr- Is he 27 <laughs> years old? 27 years old.
1: I knew he was definitely older than 16, obviously, because almost always in TV shows and movies, things like that, they are. But I didn't realize it was that wide of a margin.
0: Dude probably takes men's one-a-day vitamins and went to four friends' weddings last year and I'm supposed to believe he hasn't graduated high school yet? Yeah. Hard pass. No thanks. I just don't get why shows do this. Like, Okay, like I get that you don't want adults watching actual 16 year olds and finding them attractive and like that. I, I can understand that. But then, why, if you're going to have this cast of people that are obviously attractive, why make them in high school? Would it be that much of a stretch or that much of a plot change to just make them like 19 year olds or 20 year olds or like they're in college or, or just out of high school?
1: Or like, like yeah, they just graduated col- uh, high school and they're getting ready to go to college. It's like the summer in between or something like that an adult.
0: Right, aside from just having John B have to worry about getting adult supervision and Pope with a scholarship, like aside from those two plot points, I I, I don't see why these couldn't just be you know, adults rather than teenagers.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, it's definitely an odd mechanic. I don't I don't know if they're just going for a younger crowd in terms of viewers, but I agree it didn't feel like it was really all that important that they were in high school. Yeah.
0: Anyway, Hurricane Agatha hits the coast, so John B. gets to dodge the foster care DCS visit for the time being. Now, the crew reassembles, and they stumble upon a sunken ship, finding a motel key. Scooter is dead. Scooter is a man's name. Now, we meet Ward Cameron and his daughter Sarah, who is trying to save mice by beating birds with a tennis racket. (laughs) Science. Yep. The Pogues hit up in the motel, and we learn our first rule no pogue on pogue macking solid obviously false (laughs) the line about the guy in the motel being over 50 because of the new balances Mm -hmm. it actually made me laugh out loud. like there really is solid writing for for being a teen drama
1: yeah that was pretty great
0: i agree I i think that's what that's what makes the show pretty solid is is the writing is is good and you know it's shot well so even if You know, and they're attractive people. So even if the acting isn't the best acting I've ever seen, you know, it's a solid plot, solid writing. So yeah, it's just too hot to handle. Now, John B and JJ find cash and a gun in Scooter's room and somehow avoid the cops by climbing out the window.
1: (laughs) The dumbest cop in the history of the
0: world. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you if you sense that there might be people that climbed out the window, because I mean, obviously he gets that sense. Just fucking open the window and look. Or even put
1: your head close to the window and see around the edges. JJ pisses me off.
0: JJ makes some bad choices. I
1: hate JJ so much. (laughs) JJ was the character in the first episode that I did not enjoy.
0: The crew wants to lay low, so they throw a kegger. Smart. Naturally. You ever throw a kegger, Dave?
1: I have not thrown a kegger. Have you thrown a kegger?
0: I threw a few in my college days, yeah. Now, one of of them ended in a gang fight on my porch, and somebody got stabbed in the face with a beer bottle. Never throw a kegger in the ghetto. Turn that the hard way. There's so much fun (laughs) back there, and we're not even going to approach it. Nope. Now, high school lover plays, and Sarah's floral dress is kind of fire, and... (laughs) i really like floral dresses (laughs) and we meet her rich boyfriend topper
1: turns out you're a 32 year old playing a 16 year old it's true it's crazy
0: guys (laughs) um why is topper can't be his real name right that has to be like a nickname
1: yeah uh, he just see that is a perfectly written douche high
0: school kid name (laughs) It's pretty bad. Yeah. The cop from the motel is sleuthing, and we learn that the documents from the safe point to the Royal Merchant, which was a ship lost to sea in 1829, carrying 400 million in British gold. You know what I
1: would do if I lived in a time in which there were pirates and had a ship that was carrying a bunch of gold? Not name it, literally, like, come steal this. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes. The Royal Merchant. Gold here.
1: Get your gold here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, back at the kegger, Topper kicks the shit out of John B. Before J.J. acts a fool and pulls out the gun and fires a couple shots.
1: Yeah. I mean, J.J., there's so many other solutions to this problem. So many. I was... I was just amazed at how long everyone stood around and watched Topper almost drown John B. before the only solution was JJ holding a gun to his head and then firing it off into the sky like a like a terrible bond villain.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. It, pretty stupid. Just reckless JJ.
1: Classic JJ.
0: Sheriff Peterkin checks in on John B. She's into some things. Oh.
1: Yeah, it uh, it definitely seems like she is uh, got got one ear to the ground, you know,
0: one ear to the ground. I like it. Yeah. I just soon like both of her ears are going to be in the ground,
1: <laughs> in the ground, not on <laughs> it. In it.
0: <laughs> now, John B takes some scuba gear from the Cameron's boat and then two of the shadiest looking guys ever who claim to be associates of scooter join the search for the sunken ship. And the shittiest police officer in the world lets them join Yeah. Yep. Now, these two guys, one of them looks like Tom Segura, and the other looks like every white garbage man ever. (laughs) No, the garbage man. Yep.
1: It's like a terrible home alone (laughs) gang.
0: John B. dives down, and we get our manufactured tension while he runs low on air as the cops check out the boat. Because he's bad at stealing. He's bad at stealing and I should have sent JJ the water bubbles from him underwater. The cop would have saw those, right? Yeah.
1: There's a lot of things in that situation that like, so you've closed this whole area, this whole marsh, and you just find a few 16 year olds in a boat with beers as a police officer. And they're always the four of them. And one of them's missing and you don't even bat an eye at it. And then you don't even think, hey, why are these kids anchored in the middle of fucking nowhere doing absolutely nothing?
0: Yeah. I mean, he does He does think something's going on. He, You know, he looks around and he, he stares at the water for a good 25 seconds.
1: Yeah. How nasty is the water in North Carolina where you can't see something 10 feet down?
0: <laughs> yeah. The shady asshats have arrived and they waste no time bringing it to the next level. Trashman breaks on a rifle and just unloads shot after shot he's, until it's ridiculous. And he's a bad shot. He's um, so bad. And until key trips up their boat with some rope in buoy, like Scooby-Doo style.
1: Yeah, that was classic. So- classic key. Yeah. I want to go back to how bad this guy was at shooting, but how bad everyone in every movie or TV show ever is at shooting. So it's kind of par for the course, but this dude had a scoped like rifle that he could not hit a few teenagers like fifty feet in front of him.
0: I'm sure it's tough when the boat's moving, though.
1: It can't be that high. He rifled off like a full clip of like ten to twelve shots. Yeah. How in the world he didn't he didn't even hit the boat? We didn't even hear a sound of him hitting the
0: boat. It's true. Although I've never shot at teenagers in a boat moving a moving boat before, so
1: I have. It's much easier. <laughs> Then the show makes it seem.
0: Yep. It turns out that the boat spoils was just John B's dad's compass. (gasps) He's alive. Maybe. Probably not. (laughs) Maybe. Probably not. Mm -hmm. And that was the first episode.
1: Everyone buckle up because it's my turn now. I watched both episodes, but I'm going to recap episode 10, which was named The Phantom. We open to John B. and Sarah running from the cops. They break into a house uh, to wait it out, seeing a few uh, cops around the area searching around for them, including Sarah's brother, Rafe. What a wonderful name (laughs) for him. And they are hiding out there. We find out that they're trying to escape from the police so that they can try and make their way down to Mexico on a boat that J.J.'s father owns called the Phantom. The next morning, we see the rest of the crew, um, without John B., obviously, the Pogues. Pope heads to get gas and has an altercation with uh, with Key. It seems like there's definitely some tension going on there.
0: I laughed I out loud when Pope revved the bike repeatedly at Kiara. Oh, it's yeah. such a boss move.
1: Yeah, it was pretty. it was pretty classic Pope. <laughs> so i talk like i've seen more than two mm-hmm. episodes of this show
0: now is this the part where do did we, did we already get the title card the title card looks like something a film student in 1994 would use <laughs> it doesn't fit with the show at all
1: yeah it's like a whole separate scene it just kind of hits and then it's gone shortly after that we see a helicopter that is arriving carrying an sbi agent which is the North Carolina State Bureau of Investigation. He gives his condolences for Sheriff Peterkin. So she's dead as we foreshadowed (laughs) and explains that he's here to help catch the homicidal individual who's running rampant on the outer banks. We then see Rose and Sarah's dad, uh, Ward discussing their next move. They keep on talking about how if John B gets caught, he's going to tell them everything and how there's too many loose ends to tie up. So Definitely seems like Ward had some some shady shit going on, and John B might have stumbled upon it.
0: Did this guy just get a tracheotomy? Like, why is he whisper-yelling the whole time?
1: Yeah, it's real weird. It, it's don't like wake he, daddy! <laughs> yeah, it's like he, he doesn't want someone to hear, but he's on an island at his estate with, like, with no one even close <laughs> to around. Stupid. Yeah, I don't know. It was very odd. Yeah, whisper-yelling is a great way to describe it. So... Rose comes up, like, we could just go to Bahamas where the gold is. And that's news. So we know that the gold was found, presumably from that well named ship. We see Rafe leaving the house. He's uh, pretty, pretty messed up. Seems like he's uh, gotten a a few extra personalities and he's kind of arguing with himself and looks like drugs are to blame. I like who tries to be so menacing and then he has like rainbow
0: short shorts on.
1: Yeah, I know. It's hard to like take someone in the (laughs) take someone seriously when they're wearing rainbow short shorts. That's why I can never take you seriously. Mm -hmm. He is on his way to his dealer. To get more drugs. He needs some cocaine. We find uh, John B. He wakes up. Uh, Sarah is gone. And something I should mention too, that I kind (laughs) of ran over there is that Sarah and John B are very close. Looks like they're, you know, together or dating or something of that sort, which is definitely drastically different than the first episode that we watched, but he wakes up with no Sarah and a note telling him that the truth will set them free. Don't leave. I'll be back. Signed Val. I don't know why. Yep. It took me a while to figure out that that was Sarah because it's signed Val. <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. that there's something in between that that makes sense for, but I didn't see it.
0: Maybe they just have like uh, names for each other, like Bonnie and Clyde. Like they, you know, they're, it's their getaway yeah. names. Yeah. John C. and
1: Val. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, Sarah, we see her showing up at the base of operations of the SBI, and she's trying to talk to the agent that um, that arrived gets kind of pushed to the side by some some real jerk military boys who would not let her talk. I'm see the way I see it is that if I'm guarding a tent of a place that's trying to find a dude and then someone comes running up yelling information about the dude, I'm gonna let them talk, right? Fair. Like, how is this guy like all the things coming out of her mouth? You know, John B is not he's not dangerous. I know him. I've seen him. I recently saw him. And this dude's just like this. None of this information can be useful. Get out of here. And it's like, hold on, buddy. (laughs) What's wrong with you? So finally, the agent overhears and is about to approach her um, to ask her some questions, find out what's going on when Sarah's dad Ward shows up. And pulls the, she's having a breakdown and has been brainwashed by John B., which is just bullshit.
0: This dad kind of looks like if Ray and Wilson and Steve Carell, Dwight and Michael Scott, just smashed their faces together. That's an interesting image. I can't say that
1: I saw that when I was watching Look at it. Put their faces together. Now that you say mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. kind of, maybe a little. Yep. Yep. You're welcome. If either of them had full beards (laughs) so he kind of convinces the agent that she's just crazy and that none of the words coming out of her mouth are true because she's screaming that her brother is in fact the one who killed sheriff peterkin and her dad has done some shady shit and is hiding it all brushing it under the rug a lot going on Mm -hmm. we uh cut back she escapes by kneeing that douche military boy in the nards which made
0: me happy because I didn't like that guy. I wanted to hate on it, but Anita the crotch can take any man down.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's surprising that, like, all of the people there and she need him in the crotch and got so far away that they couldn't catch her, but yeah I mean agreed good talk so Rafe uh, arrives at his drug dealer's house wants all the cocaine and his drug dealer's like man a storm's coming I got nothing everyone's cleaned to out I just did the last line you're you're you know shit out of luck and Rafe just starts to cry like a little baby bitch <laughs> and then the the drug dealer is like dude I guarantee you haven't done as terrible shit as I have and you know what I'm not doing not crying <laughs> <laughs> he does this whole like cry. It's real. It's real great. Um, and then he says, I want my money and John B has my money. And the way I see it is that if the cops catch him, well, they're going to know and he's going to snitch. And
0: I don't want no snitch around here. So we got to find John B before the cops do. <laughs> I'm glad that you used his accent. Is he? He's either Cajun or a 90s Adam Sandler aficionado. Yeah, I don't know. And I wasn't even really trying to do an accent. It kind of just
1: happened. <laughs> I liked it. Is the only way I could say those lines is using that, that accent. Apparently Sarah returns to John B cops come they've, they've found them. They must've followed her and they leave out the back on some paddle boards and are just paddling down the river ocean sound, whatever it is behind this house. Why in the world would people searching an area that is primarily water not see two people just paddling paddle boards in the sound that also seemed a little far fetched to me. It's a little far fetched, but it's like a young adult all drama. This dude had to do is look out the window and he's like, Oh, there they are, found them, <laughs> got them. And you know who's not getting away on a paddle board? Anyone. They escape via paddleboard. and <laughs> we do find out that a storm is coming, it's getting pretty nasty out. Done, 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 indeed. Pope returns home. To get gas for the boat for John B to escape in. And his dad stops him, and they have like a cry fight where they're both crying and punching each other. And then Pope leaves with the gas. You're not getting past me.
0: One punch is okay. You're going to have to do better than that, son.
1: (laughs) So as that's happening, JJ and key are packing some food at her parents restaurant. And as they're leaving keys, mom is out there, tries to stop her. And she just says, sorry, I got to go help John B and leaves. Is the moral of the show just to not listen to your parents. Fuck your parents. Fuck all the parents. So if your parents are alive, be jerks to them. If your parents are dead, great. If your parents are alive and nice to you, still be jerks to them and don't talk to them ever. And don't pay any attention to them at all.
0: Did you see Kiara's mom's boots? Yeah,
1: I did. What are those? (laughs) Man, your excitement over them. That's (laughs) really surprising. Um, I don't know. I didn't get a close enough. Look, I know, you know me for knowing shoes, but I did not. I've not seen them next. We see a, key and jj arriving at jj's house because they need to get the keys to the phantom the boat that they're about to you know quote unquote steal for john b to escape in and there's an interaction with his father he walks in and his father is passed out on the couch he finds a bottle of adderall and a bunch of beers around ambient ambient sorry and he um, finds his dad passed out. When he goes to steal the keys, his dad wakes up. They're around his neck because you know every every great boater carries his neck's not, or his keys on him at all times. He goes to steal them, and his father wakes up. Has what seems to be, if I had to guess, a memory of like months or and or years ago where he, like, school is still in session and all this, which we are are pretty confident it's the summer and school is not in session. So I think his dad's way out of it. And then he passes out again, and he steals the keys and leaves. Yep. We cut to John B., who has decided to head back to his house to get the gold. He needs the gold bar that they found somewhere along the way, because he needs to get that for money when they get to Mexico from North Carolina, which is just bananas. (laughs) (laughs) so so as he heads back finds that the sheriff is rummaging through all his stuff at the house had the gold bagged and tagged and threw it into his truck's glove box john b gets into the truck and steals the truck we see jj and key who are arriving at the boat to the the phantom to you know pack it up and, and bring it down to the dock and in behind them comes Rafe and his drug dealer friend. Drug dealer pulls a gun. Rafe grabs Key by the neck. Pope, don't play that way, comes in and just destroys him so hard with a tire iron and then just beats the shit out of him forever. And it gives JJ and Key the opportunity that they need to take down the drug dealer. Both of them get their shit kicked out of them. And JJ, Pope, and Key all leave with the boat.
0: They talk a lot about the boat. Um, I looked it up. There's one of this exact boat on sale right now at boatnation.com for 25,000.
1: 25,000, 25, huh? Mhm. I mean it did make the first ever run to Bermuda in 16 hours.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: That's a lot of money. Boats Mm -hmm. are expensive. That explains why they have to steal so many boats. Now the Pogues are pretty much back together, minus um, John B., who arrives shortly after. In between, Pope had a tender moment with Key, and they kissed, and now they're a thing, breaking all the rules. And John B. leaves on the boat. Sarah was supposed to be there, but got caught up with some people as she was paddleboarding there and wasn't able to make it in time, so John B. has to leave because the cops are tracking that truck that he stole, and they're on their way.
0: Is this the part where they talk about the plan of what where John B. is supposed to go?
1: Yeah, I didn't write it down because it was very oh, okay. complicated.
0: So I don't know exactly what the full plan is, but I do know that part of the plan, J.J. said, is to go to Brownsville, which, besides being what I call my asshole, it's also in Texas. Looked it up.
1: What? Hmm. Interesting, boating to Texas, and so wait a minute. <laughs> it is. It's in Texas. So the so idea, that's how they're
0: going to. That's how they get down to Mexico is to go through Brownsville.
1: So the idea is to go down all the way around Florida and then up to Texas before you go to Mexico.
0: That is correct, sir. Wow,
1: that's quite a trip. Good thing they have a boat that did the first ever run to Bermuda yeah. in sixteen hours. You got it. As he is heading out to sea, we see Sarah. She made it to a different dock, somehow miraculously at the exact time that she needed to be exactly where she was. And he picks her up and they leave together. Shortly after, Key, J.J. and Pope get picked up by the police and brought to the the big headquarters place. And the only way for Sarah and John B. to, to ride off to Texas is to drive through the the kind of the the inlet that goes right by this central hub of where all of the cops and agents are. Luckily the power's still out, so everything's dark. So what they do is they just cut the engine, cut all the electronics, come in completely dark, and they're just going to let the tide carry them out to sea. Once they think they're pretty much home free, they're just about to start up the engine again and get moving and the power comes back on. All this time, the storm out to sea is is continuing to rage and getting crazy. But the power comes back on, the lighthouse turns on and shines directly on them, and you can, they can see them clear as day. Everyone can see them there. And a chase ensues. The 40-year-old boat has trouble starting, but then gets started up.
0: Maybe this Cory Booker-looking SBI guy would have seen them sooner if he wasn't looking through a damn viewmaster. Well, that's that's what it looks like when you look through thermal imaging cameras. Haven't you ever used a thermal
1: imaging camera? Gross. You're so uncultured. (laughs) So they get into a high-speed boat chase, and John B. decides, you know what? The only way we're going to escape is if we go out to sea towards the storm, south towards the storm, which I don't know what direction they were planning on going. Were they just going to go out into further into the ocean, north? That would be the wrong direction. That seems like the only du- the only choice is to go south anyways. But they decide to go south right into the storm to try and shake their police tail that is catching up quickly. The storm gets just absolutely bananas, and the policemen basically can't follow them into it. The, their last-ditch effort is to have Ward try and communicate to the boat saying – you know, if you truly love my daughter, bring her back because you guys are going to die in that storm. He just basically says, you're the worst. You did all this. You pin this on me. You your son killed this person and you killed my dad and you're the absolute worst. I'm coming back for you. You can be sure I'm coming back. Season 2 baby. Season 2. And then their boat gets flipped over and everyone thinks they're dead.
0: Tisk tisk. I've watched my wife watch enough Below Deck to know that this boat needs a bosun.
1: What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it
0: needs a bosun. They'd be alive right now. What's a bosun? It's some dude who like does stuff on a boat. I don't actually know what they do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. I'm glad I pushed you on it because you don't know shit. (laughs) So
1: their boat gets flipped over in the ocean. Everyone thinks they're dead. Very sad. Sad, sad moments. Tender moments. And we then see the sun. It's the next morning or however long it was. And there is a flipped over boat and John B and Sarah both awake on the boat alive somehow this never would have happened
0: (laughs) nope and they both wake up at the same time too yeah passed
1: out and now we're awake perfect so then they see oh ironically a boat happens to be going by just at the right moment when they both woke up and they're able to use the gold bar which how do they still have that like was it in his pocket yep I guess they use the gold bar to reflect the sun at the ship to signal them that they're there, they see them, they come over and pick them up, and John B's the captain now? Just kidding. So they, the captain of the ship, you know, asks them what the hell they're doing, and then figures out, you know, it's just, ah I was young once, and true love, and oh, so cute. They're headed to the Bahamas,
0: which is exactly where the gold is. End show. And that was Outer Banks. It really wasn't a bad show. It. I feel like it was... Have you ever played the game Uncharted, Dave? Yep. It's, it's like the teen... Drama TV show version of Uncharted.
1: Yep. Or the teen heartthrob drama version of you know Rumpet Treasure Island. National Treasure.
0: National Treasure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. I'm with you. I wanted to hate it and it wasn't bad. Can't do it. Yeah, there are just two quick things I want to note is that I hate Sarah and I also hate JJ.
0: I hate Sarah. I don't <laughs> I don't like JJ, but I can see his charm. Because you did a lot of dumb shit. When you were a kid,
1: I've never even hosted a kegger that turned into a gang war. It's true. I'm basically a 15 year old girl. (laughs) You're A a man until you've had a kegger with a gang war started.
0: We got a shit ton more questions on Reddit. All of our questions are from Reddit this episode. So we have a lot to dive into here. Let's just there's twenty three wailing of away on them. There is a lot of questions now. The first question is probably the most important question. Uh, it is from Reddit user refrog, which I imagine is Tree Frog minus the T. Mm-hmm. What happened to John B's father?
1: Death. <laughs> so after episode
0: one, I didn't think he was actually dead. I know I had a lot of hopes that he was alive. Yeah, but the finale almost guarantees that he is actually dead. I mean, we don't know for sure, sure, like we don't cuz we there could have been something in the middle that we didn't see.
1: Yeah, like we haven't seen the dental records, but John B says, "Ward, you killed my father." Kind of yeah. feels like that's pretty open and close
0: it's true but i guess aside from him actually seeing the body there's still a small chance that like season two we could start following john b's dad and you never you never know see um,
1: i feel like if they were going to do that they would have done it at the end of this
0: that's true just show like you going him at if the end you
1: were yeah. going to just poke that in there it would have been the time to do it in the season one finale
0: good point it's now, like
1: he's the captain of the boat <laughs> that would have been yeah. insane
0: now I don't I don't think it was anything nefarious though like his dad dying it could have been something like he drowned or you know he got eaten by a shark or something while he was searching for the treasure. do you think it was something bad? I know it's tossed around that maybe Ward had something to do with it
1: I think it was something nefarious my uh, here's my thought. I bet what happened was Ward and John B's dad were working together to try and find the treasure, and then they found it. And Ward killed John B's father so that he didn't have to share the loot. Classic cutting out partners deal.
0: Okay, now how does but how does Scooter factor into that? And those other shady guys was an idiot on a boat.
1: No, I mean they were probably. I would assume they were all working together. Maybe they were all part of the same kind of crew, but but I think it was probably led by John B's dad and Ward, or maybe led by Ward and John B's dad decided. You know what? I don't think we should just take this gold for ourselves. We should. You know, let people know that we found this, and we'll get a still a decent amount of money for finding it, a finder's fee, and everything. But this should be part of history and part of museums, things like that. Maybe he had a change of heart, and Ward was not down with that.
0: How? So, I have an active imagination. It's so we assume, or at least it it sounds like we get confirmation that the gold was found. Mm. How does Ward not have the gold then? If, if he was actually involved with the finding of the gold.
1: I think he probably sent the gold to the Bahamas because he's he wants to figure out a way in which he can keep it all for himself, which if he lets anyone know he found it, he's not going to be able to.
0: I guess I can get behind that. Perfect. But fact of the matter is, John B's dad is dead. And Ward
1: definitely had something very Serious to do with it?
0: Okay, I can get behind that. Cool. Question solved.
1: So next, we had a question from Luke Shields.
0: No, it's Luke underscore Shields underscore. Don't second understand. sully this person's name.
1: Okay, I'm sorry.
0: Luke underscore Shields underscore.
1: Who does Kiara or Key Ki reject?
0: Trick question. I think it's Pope. Well, really, I think she rejects everyone. I think she rejects John. She re- rejects JJ Pope and Sarah. I agree. All of the above. Right? Like, but, but I, I guess do. We, we see her kiss Pope at the end, but I think prior to that, they were butting heads.
1: I see what I think is that they were starting to get close and then Pope wanted to kind of take it to the next level. And when he tried to do that, he got rejected by her because she was following the Pogues. Don't Mac Pogues line of questioning and then he got pissed off about it and that's why they're kind of fighting in the beginning of the last episode
0: okay but she rejects everyone everyone nailed it got it next question is from Joey 29 YouTube don't sully his name it's Joey
1: 29 (laughs)
0: YouTube fair enough (laughs) what is JJ's relationship with his parents like bad (laughs) Nailed it. Next question. Uh, <laughs> so I think his mom died while giving birth to JJ, and now douche dad resents him for it and copes by drinking, drugging, and wearing boots on the couch. Yeah, because what mother would allow her son to be named JJ?
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a fine name. I don't like JJ, remember? It's true. See, I got a different feel. I kind of feel like he butt heads with his dad and doesn't like his dad because his dad assaulted his mother
0: to and death. Threw
1: up around that, maybe to death. I don't know, or maybe she was just at the grocery store the one time that
0: we saw the two of them. But it's easy to say that the relationship is not a good one.
1: Not good. I mean, JJ is always getting into trouble, and no, you know, loving and perfect family would have a, a son turn out as crazy as JJ has. Fair point. Those are all the hard questions.
0: Yes. Now, we there was two users who went ham on the questions, and we appreciate it. We do. They have a lot of questions. There are a lot of questions for these next two, so we decided to do something a little bit different. Instead of answering every question thoroughly, that'd be lame.
1: As thoroughly as we did those last three. Well. <laughs>
0: we decided that it would be fun if we were only allowed to answer all of these next questions with only three words each rapid fire, baby.
1: Knocking them out. All right. So this first set of questions, 10 of them, from Princess Wiffleball. What a great name.
0: Now, she did actually give 11, but the first question, had our, what happened to John B.'s father, was already asked chronologically by, by Refrog, so we skipped that one.
1: True. And truth be told, the last uh, person who also submitted questions to us had it in there as well. It was a big, big hot button question, so uh, we didn't want to repeat ourselves here on you.
0: Fair. So, Michael. Where was the gold? Inside motel mattresses.
1: Sarah's dad's boat. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Who killed the sheriff? Rafe did. Duh. Rafe cause drugs. Does Pope get the scholarship? Chose friends instead. Nope. He's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> How did Sarah join this group? Fucked herself
0: in. Look at John. <laughs> Oh, this was such a great idea. I love (laughs) it. What is Redfield? John's dad's boat. Secret treasure hunters. Hmm. Ooh,
1: yeah. Feisty. Why did the group take money from the drug dealer?
0: Offered low interest.
1: Another boat. Duh. (laughs) What did Pope do to upset the kooks? He was black. (laughs) Uh, he he killed topper who does john b move in with
0: cajun drug dealer
1: the dead sheriff why does key and sarah not like each other
0: captain planet
1: zealotry bros before hoes but for hoes before bros chicks before dicks should have said that damn what happened to scooter he died bro killed by bean by Bean? That will make more sense later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did these in a different order. Perfect. <laughs> he was killed by Bean.
0: You'll see. I like it. Foreshadowing. And we just pff, nailed all Princess Wiffleball's questions. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we appreciate those questions. We do. Now we got another boatload of questions here from Fishering. And same rules apply. Three words only. We're going to skip question nine, which is also what happened to John B's father, because we've already dove into that. Okay. Question one. In the last episode, it's clear that John B is a wanted criminal. Besides being hunted for being the suspected sheriff shooter, what other crimes has he committed throughout the first season? Bad boy things. That neck scarf. (laughs) Uh. About halfway through the season, John B and Sarah go on an adventure. What was the goal of this adventure? to have sex <laughs> hide the gold mm, that makes a little bit more sense yep but they probably did both mm-hmm. during this adventure sarah and john b experience the hottest in temperature time of their lives why were they so hot all the sex forgot sunscreen sunscreen is that two words yeah really yep
1: okay I'll go to
0: <laughs> rafe sarah's brother got kicked out of his house why was he kicked out killing is bad rainbow short shorts <laughs> As you saw in the first episode, Sarah was dating Topper. In the last episode, you'll see she's now dating John B. How did this come to happen?
1: Topper's a douche.
0: <laughs> Topper OD'd
1: cocaine. That was a bending of the rules, but I'll... OD oh. is one word. Oh,
0: please. <laughs> Overdose. It's one word. One yep, word. OD isn't. <laughs> uh, it's one word. Yeah, i When the Pogue squad were on the river, who was shooting at them and why? Sean fucking Bean. Garbage men wanted <laughs> treasure. Why did Pope walk out on his scholarship interview? To save John B. Friends over school. What does JJ owe $25,000 in restitution for? Stealing a boat. Beating up hobo. Ooh. As a follow up, what does JJ buy instead of paying the restitution? Definitely another boat. The Phantom, thankfully. No. I don't agree <laughs> with that one. <laughs> That makes no sense. <laughs> yes, it does. He bought no, it. He no. bought it from his dad. Is that why
1: you needed to talk about the price in the middle of the episode? No, but it just happened uh, to be yeah. exactly the oh, same it price. It happened
0: to be exactly the same. I found the, pre- I, f- I found the price of that boat before these <laughs> questions were asked. I knew yeah. there was a
1: reason you had to bring that up earlier.
0: <laughs> now, the final question here from Fishering is to try our best to explain the family situation for each of the following characters based on the current situation as of the final episode of season 1 now rather than do three words each on this one we we'll decided to restrict ourselves even more and now we can only use one word to answer each of these characters family situation mhm john b dead <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought we
0: had to explain the character, not their family. But okay, it was
1: uh, uh, explain the family situation. The family right. his situation is his dad's dead. All right, I got solo.
0: Gotcha, Kiara, Boots, Rebel, Pope, mm, Confused, Tense, Sarah, Criminals, Trouble, and of course JJ. Fucked, douche dad. <laughs> One word, douche dad. One word, douche dad. <laughs> <laughs> well yep that's that's all the questions guys and that's all the questions thank yeah, you all a lot of questions and we love a lot of questions but they helped us flesh out the middle and we really do appreciate all of the assistance
1: i'm pretty sure we got all of those right
0: Pfft, nailed them all especially on sean, sean bean
1: part do you now understand why and why scooter was killed by bean i don't know who sean bean is so no i have he no is idea a what he's bad guy in national treasure uh And was also uh, the Stark guy in Game of Thrones that was killed. Ah. We had this whole conversation on Thirst for Knowledge. Do you remember that? Ah. Should have known not to talk about an actor.
0: Now, David,
1: what are we doing next time? So, we have a few things coming up. So, our next proper episode will be Contagion, um, and that's going to come out in two weeks uh, to you know uh, dip our toes into some depressing
0: times we went from something tropical to something topical <laughs>
1: oh yeah <laughs> how long you got that one in the chamber weeks <laughs> maybe <laughs> months have even been writing that one for years yeah that one's been waiting since the beginning since the since Jesus died for the center cut so <laughs> so we'll be doing Contagion on our next proper episode in two weeks. Uh, that will be, I believe, May 13th. May 13th. But before that, we have a bonus episode coming out. We did a collaboration with the uh, gentleman from Thirst for Knowledge, and we did an episode where we watched the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes of Sex
0: in the City. That will be coming out on May 7th. May 7th, and then the the guys were with us. They watched the full thing, and they quiz us on it. Mm -hmm. And then same day, May 7th, you can hop over to their feed, Thirst for Knowledge, and they watched the first 15 and last 15 minutes of Brokeback Mountain, and we watched the full thing, and we quizzed them on that, and it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it was a good time. It was uh, actually a little closer to the way that this episode worked, where um, there were a lot of questions kind of coming at us,
0: and we're getting a little bit of a quiz, so it was pretty fun, and we had a good time with those guys. Yes, we did. In the future, if you want to ask us questions ahead of time before our next show, we can do that many ways, including email the center cut cast at gmail.com. The center cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's becoming a parrot that Michael cannot record. You can catch us on email at the center cut cast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. At The Center Cut. Or hit us up on Facebook
1: with The Center Cut Cast page. Try and post on there on a regular basis. A great place to submit questions and uh, check out little teasers before episodes come out. Different cool stuff.
0: And follow us on Instagram and YouTube. The Center Cut.
1: Yeah. Do some things. We do lots of things. We're everywhere, man. But We appreciate you. I've been everywhere, man. Is that that song that was in that commercial? I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> like Key Between Three Dicks, it's always better in the center.